Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. white, white. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Wild donkey of the day for Wednesday, July 28th goes to Fox News, Laura Ingram. Now, if you've been paying attention to the news, then you know that the House Select Committee is investigating the attempted coup that happened in this country on January 6th. Every time I say that, it blows my mind because this is America. And I just never expected to see that on American soil, even though it should have happened on American soil a long time ago, based on the way this country has treated its black citizens, its brown citizens, Native American citizens. I mean, if anyone has the right to be angry and storm the Capitol and demand justice for the wrongs they have experienced in this country, it's us, the minorities. Okay, but it wasn't. It was a domestic terrorist organization known as Vanilla ISIS. And the investigation... Uh, into one of the most unpatriotic moments this country has ever witnessed is underway. And hearings started with testimony from two Capitol Police officers and two Metropolitan Police officers. Let me get their names right. You know, I can't pronounce anything. Let me see. Uh, Sergeant Aquilino Gunnell and Officer Harry Dunn of the Capitol Police and Officer Michael Fanone and Officer Daniel Hodges of the Metropolitan Police. I think I landed those. Uh, they recounted having to fight rioters who wanted to stop the election and kill elected officials because they were told by the 45th president of the United States that the election was stolen from him. The officers broke down how they had had to spray chemicals, poke folks in the eyes while the domestic terrorists known as our cracker shouted the N-word and told officers they were going to die. Amazing the restraint police officers show when their enemy is whiteness. I mean, when you think about the black people who have been killed for complying, running away, sleeping, some because, you know, officers mistook their, 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 their phones for guns, just the fact that black skin is always perceived as, as life-threatening, threatening enough that they kill us and get away with it simply because they are, simply because they, are, they say they are afraid, yet a whole mob of mayonnaise is in your face and y'all didn't bust your guns. But according to some of our elected officials, America is not a racist country. Just for emphasis, can we play when Secretary Pete was here and I asked him what would have happened if a bunch of black people in America attempted to cool this country? Listen. What do you think would have happened if all those people were black that stormed the Capitol on the 6th? I think there would have been a lot of blood. 
I just like to reiterate that point, but it's not about us right now. In this moment, it's about the cops who testified about what they saw. Listen to them. As I was swarmed by a violent mob, they ripped off my badge. They grabbed and stripped me of my radio. They seized ammunition that was secured to my body. They began to beat me with their fists and with what felt like hard metal objects. At one point, I came face to face with an attacker who repeatedly lunged for me and attempted to remove my firearm. I heard chanting from some in the crowd, get his gun and kill him with his own gun. I was electrocuted again and again and again with a taser. At the hospital, doctors told me that I had suffered a heart attack and I was later diagnosed with a concussion, a traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress disorder. I told them to just leave the Capitol, and in response, they yelled, no man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. I responded, well, I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? Am I nobody? That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo, fucking nigger. No one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. Now, I would think with all the pro-police rhetoric I hear on Fox News, I would think that with all the pro-police rhetoric I hear and see in this country, the Blue Lives Matter signs and flags I see in people's, you know, yards and on their cars, I would think all of you would be beyond pissed about what happened to those cops at the Capitol. But Laura Ingram took a completely different angle. In fact, she decided to mock the cops. She actually decided to give out Best Performance Awards to the police officers. I can't make this kind of hypocrisy up. Listen. We will unveil the Angle Awards for today's best performances. Now, the award for best use of an exaggeration in a supporting role. The winners, Aquilino Gonell, who thinks the pen is literally mightier than the sword. He had all these items and things that were thrown at us and used to attack us. Those are weapons. No matter if it is a pen, the way they were using these items, it was to hurt officers. And for best performance in an action role, the winner is Michael Fanon. Too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. I mean, Laura Ingram, what version of the January 6th attempted coup did you see? We witnessed a lot of this. I don't know which officer it was, but we watched those domestic terrorists beat one of them badly with an American flagpole. The irony of protecting the Capitol and then getting beat by American citizens with an American flagpole. It must be a new definition of patriotic because this clearly ain't it. Now, I was confused because I thought Laura Ingram was pro-police. I thought she was back to blue. Why? Because whenever someone from BLM is critical of police, just critical. I mean, just talking about the police, talking about defunding the police or demanding police stop killing unarmed black people in this country. Laura sides with the police every time. I remember when Laura Ingram said BLM isn't losing sleep over rising crime and they were profiting off tragedy. And I remember when she said in regards to defunding the police, public safety shouldn't be political. It's essential. Her words, not mine. Listen. After all, public safety shouldn't be political. 
It's essential. I mean, that's what she said about police, Laura. I thought you cared about police. I remember when an alleged BLM protester painted over a Blue Lives Matter tribute and you wasn't feeling that. Listen. Scott Lebedo painted a tribute outside an NYPD precinct. No nasty messages, no curse words, no derogatory pictures, just a simple blue line to signify that police lives matter. Now, literally minutes after he finished, a BLM protester vandalized it. I find this very offensive. I feel like it's making it blue lives versus black lives or white lives versus black lives. Okay. It's not that. Black lives matter doesn't mean that all lives don't matter. It means that black lives are in danger right now. And we don't need to be making a sign aside here. I, simple question. How come you side with police against BLM but side with white supremacists against police? Hold on, I think I might have answered my own question. How come, Laura Ingram, you side with police against BLM, but side with white supremacists against police? Hmm. I think I got the answer, but, you know, I read the four agreements religiously. I just, you know, let my 13-year-old daughter read it for the first time, so I'm trying to practice some more. I'm doing my best about not making assumptions. I don't want to make assumptions. I'm trying to do, you know, do better at that, just doing my best here. But I just want to know where all the Blue Lives Matter folks at. What happened to backing the blue? There should be nothing to say about those cops who testified, you know, uh, at the Capitol other than the people who attacked them need to be in prison. Y'all should be condemning those domestic terrorists who attempted to coup this country and beat up cops. Okay, if y'all is patriotic as y'all say y'all are, if y'all pro police like y'all say y'all are, BLM hasn't attacked any cops. BLM didn't storm the Capitol. But when they call out police just verbally, you side with police and talk about how police need to be protected. Police lives matter. You did a whole segment about somebody painting over a blue lives matter tribute. But when cops actually get beat down at the Capitol, you clown them, make a mockery of them, say they are acting. Please let Chelsea Handler give Laura Ingram the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. All right. Maybe well, I'm missing something. You know I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. Yeah. No, I'm not the strongest Avenger. Donkey today is brought to you by the law office of Michael S. Lamisoff. Don't be a donkey. Dial pound 250 on your cell and say the bull if you've been hurt in a construction accident. That's pound 250 from your cell and say the bull. everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.